Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials and juicy scoopers. Today is such an exciting day because we're having, I haven't decided if I want to call it the morning scoop or the juicy toast. I think they both work. But I am joined by one of my idols, queen of podcasting, Heather McDonald. Hello, Heather. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much. Everyone's really excited about us doing this together. And I love your show as well. And there's so many things that I I know we're going to get into. And share probably some very similar uh, (laughs) thoughts. Well, like, you are my favorite person ever. I think you are so funny. I was just watching this TikTok of you calling a restaurant, pretending to be your assistant. Um, And I cannot lie, like, I've definitely done that. Um, And you went viral on TikTok. So at first, I just want to congratulate you because it's so hard. (laughs) Thank you. You know, I I try and you never know what what gets the action. I cannot figure it out. We've tried to figure it out when you post, what you do, if Mm -hmm. you use that voice that's like, I tried dancing with my grandma. Like, I don't know what works, what doesn't. How something can get like 7 million views and another one like 15,000. You're like, I I can't figure it out, but, uh, you know, it's fun. It's always the one that you work so hard on and spend hours on that gets no views. And then this like piece of shit you throw up goes crazy vile where you look heinous. You have a devil chin. That always happens to me. Right. Before yes, I dive totally. in, I love it. I need to ask how you are doing because you made waves, like major waves. You, I thought, first of all, I want to ask you if you're okay. And then I want to just talk about like how you handled the situation from like a social media perspective because you nailed it. Like I cannot believe you posted the video of you fainting. I can't lie. I watched it 100 times. I want to know how you are doing. You fractured your skull. You fainted. For those who don't know, you fainted on stage in the middle of a stand up set, which is like. I think every comic's worst nightmare. So how are you doing? Well, it was actually very much, it was very much the beginning. Like, right. so it was like within like the first like three minutes oh and God. of the of the Saturday show. So I'd done Friday, fine the Friday night before. And first of all, no, I'm completely fine. Okay. Um, I was, what I was recovering from was just the crack of my skull, which there was no outside bleed, you know, it was like internal bleeding inside a crack of a skull. And then they, by the next, within 24 hours, they're like, it's already healing. But they said, you'll have some um, residual effects, like, you know, and, and that happened. But now we're on to be like laying down doing Pilates and I come up and I'm like dizzy. Mm. But that now is all gone. So I'm like 100%. But okay, good. Um, I just was so horrified. And all I could think about was the people that got a sitter, was planning on this, and that they saw me do this and so when i i just went back last weekend and the um the manager of the club goes i don't know if you remember but you were like okay let me just get a a glass of water and go back on stage and they're like no we're sending people home i go okay well what about the 945 show and they're like no the like emts are coming and he goes that just shows you like what a professional you are and i go i guess i mean i've never you know, like when Adele was canceling her shows because, in my opinion, she's dick whipped and in love with that guy. Yeah, there was something going on away from him. Hundred percent. Yes, I'm like, I've never canceled a show in my life. What does that say about my husband's dick? <laughs> never canceled a show. <laughs> okay, but also the craziest part of the whole situation was the last words to leave your lips before you fainted were, "Jesus loves me the most." Like, you actually cannot write I, something I that have- ironic. Well, I have a sweatshirt that says that. And one thing that I've said is, much like you, who's like a strong Jew, I Mm -hmm. very much identify as a Catholic girl. And Mm -hmm. a lot of my Juicy Scoopers understand Catholic guilt. And when you go to Catholic school, you have to do this thing called Christian service. Like you always have to get your Christian service hours in or whatever. So I would always say that 
And in like a joking way, but of course I believe in God and Jesus. And but, but I, I so I'd be like, Jesus loves me the most. Like uh, I have never gotten COVID. Like clearly he loves me the most. And anyone that follows me and knows where I'm coming from, you know, it's fine. But other people that are really like right wing Christian that that that's their first introduction is this obnoxious female stand up who's talking about vaccinations and then passes out. <laughs> they went off on me, especially on YouTube, especially all these like right wing like <clears throat> men, like crotchety old like white men are like, this is why females aren't funny and everything. And oh, I'm like, I agree God. that wasn't that funny of a joke. I was two minutes into my act. Like, you know, you, Give me you a put second. like the least funny stuff up top. Of and course. then, you know, so I'm like, great. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so I'm so glad you're feeling better. Like that was just so crazy. Yes. And you just handled the whole thing from start to finish like a pro. And you know what? Actually in one of our Facebook groups, someone was there and they were kind of retelling their experience. And they, for a few minutes, people didn't know if you were joking or not. I know it was it was honestly the best comedic timing I've ever had in my life. And my first thought was, I can't believe this is real. Like I was pinching myself um, and my son, who's uh, 19 and a freshman at ASU. That was like the first time he's ever come to the club and seen oh, me. No. So we decided it was his fault that he stressed me out. So he did not come this past Saturday. He went on like some went to some lake with his friends and Good. girls in bikinis i'm like no you're doing that you're not seeing your mother yeah. pass out again i'm like i think you stressed me out because i oh talk a lot a lot of shit about my son and i was like i know you can handle it but i'm a little bit nervous right i don't know what it we still don't know what caused it but it just happened and and being on stage with no no one to grab no chair right is why i felt so fell so hard right and um yeah, but it was hilarious. And so then my son, who's just like my husband, he came down and the hot EMTs are like, we have the ambulance for you. I go, okay. And my son's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not paying for an ambulance. We can drive you, mom. You're fine. No, honestly, like, I'm so glad he was thinking that way. Ambulances are extremely expensive. Um, no, you'll never get, it's one of those things I don't, I think you know how, like, uh, my <clears throat> at my daughter's high school, um, they I just saw a thing because it's my same high school. They're now doing this like like life lesson class, mm-hmm. and and I'm like that is so important. Like and yeah. it's like hygiene, healthcare, like all these little things that you don't learn. Not just how to teach a kid how to do their laundry in the dorm, right? But I'm like that one has to also be one. The ambulance, never thing. call an ambulance. <laughs> I mean, unless you're like really dying. unless you're on death's door. Yes, because you Call won't get Uber. that money back, even with no. the best insurance. It's and people true. don't know that. And in New York, it can run you up like 30 grand just to call an ambulance. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. So, so all good. So blessed that you're doing well, well enough to be here. I'm so excited to have you. I have so much I want to talk to you about in the pop culture world. But before we dive into the Fast Five, I want to get your take. You're a seasoned, seasoned comic. You've been at this forever, and I know it's like old news now, but I haven't stopped thinking about the slap, and I would love to hear your thoughts on the slap. Well, I was actually performing. I was doing a live Juicy Scoop, and I mm-hmm. ran backstage to, to like do a quick change, and I had a couple comedians coming out throughout the show, and Annie, who works with me, goes, and she's like helping me change. She goes, Chris Rock just got slapped by Will Smith at the Oscars. And I immediately thought, that's a bit. That's an act because no one cares about the Oscars. And then, of course, when I saw it, um, I was obsessed with it. I did a lot of shows on it. I went deep dive. Um, There's just so many layers of it. But, of course, walking up and and hitting a comic at all was the most – I'll say this. I think it's good for comedy, actually, because Mm. I think the overwhelming support – was this isn't okay this pendulum has swung too far mm-hmm. we we want to preserve the right to uh free speech but also the profession of stand-up comedians that they say shocking things they say things that aren't true they're not experts if you're gonna be easily offended don't buy tickets to a comedy club i think that message really helped get across to like a very you know post-woke apocalypse world that we live in and kind of yeah. made people go yeah you're right I don't want I don't want people to be silenced so I think in the end um it was good for Chris Rock selling tickets it made right. people respect him even more than they respected him before I mean mm-hmm. he would have done great anyway yeah. but yes that boosted it and for Will Smith I think um in the end 
when he finally is separated forever from Jada, <laughs> he will be a better human too. Yes. And what do you think the platform is going to be, or it should be, where Chris Rock finally speaks up? Because he's been doing a bunch of shows, and he said at the beginning of the show, like, you guys might have all come here to hear me, you know, respond, but I wrote this material, and it's funny, and I want to do this show, so I'm not going to respond yet, but I will. So what do you think it's going to be, a special? I think maybe at the end of this, he'll film a special, and it'll include that. I think he's yeah. just taking time to kind of figure it out. Also be sensitive to the fact that Will Smith is obviously fucked up. Right. And uh, for a number of reasons. And, you know, Jada's out there on the red carpet. She's making mm -hmm. interviews saying, I didn't need defending. I mean, she's... There was one video. I don't know if you saw this. Now everyone's pulling stuff from the red From history, know, the red table. right. And... And where he said, I planned this party for you on your 37th birthday for the next three years. I planned a 40th birthday for Jada, and it was the most fabulous party. Did you see this clip? I didn't, no. Okay, so he's sitting at the red tabletop with Willow, Willow, the grandma, and her. And he goes, and it was the most fabulous party. I spent three years planning it. And what did you say, Jada, at the, at the party? You didn't like it. And she goes, no, I said that party was for you. It was for your ego. That was to feed your ego. And Willow goes, woof. And the grandma goes, mm-mm. <laughs> and Will's like, and you were right. And I'm like, literally no one's ever thrown me a surprise party in my life, let alone Never. any kind of party at all. I get Costco roses every, like, every trip. Mother's every, Day, birthday, every, you know, anniversary. Every, um, Mother's Day, whatever. Lots of them are combos, you know, because Mother's Day and my birthday and my anniversary are close together. Right. I was just like... And and that's what showed me what I've always thought is she is jealous of Will's career. Hmm. I think she saw herself as the same level like when they got together and he just skyrocketed in these blockbuster money making movies. And she's had a very good career and one that anyone would envy. Right. But she named like a movie that, you know, a movie where she was truly the lead of mm -hmm. or that's like iconic or even if it wasn't like Oscar worthy, like a really fun. I mean, she wasn't in Pretty Woman. You know what I mean? It was right. like so I just when I saw that, I'm like, of course, in her mind, she's going to think, oh, you did this party so that everybody would come and say, wow. J uh, Will is the greatest husband ever, not Jada is the greatest woman turning 40. Yeah, I think like now knowing what we know about them and then all these clips resurfacing, like they're the definition of toxic. Yes. They yeah. are not happy. And so I think we're all just kind of rolling our eyes because they overshare quite a bit on social, on Red Table Talk. And it's like, I'm all for sharing your lives on social media. Like, I'm the biggest exploiter of my personal life. And even I have things that are off limits. But they don't. And now we're just like, enough. We've had enough. Well, you know, about like, I don't know, 15. I think when I was writing White Chicks, actually, which I wrote with I'm the Wayans Brothers. I'm sorry, what? When I was writing White Chicks with the Wayans Brothers. Do you not know this? No, that's like the most <laughs> iconic movie of all time. Yes, I were I worked. They they had created the, the idea of the movie, and then I went to Keenan's house every day and and wrote the movie with them. Heather, yes, I was that's the white insane. girl consultant. Yes, you literally are. Oh my god, I I love that for you. Like it makes so much sense. Congrats. I know. Thank I'm a little you. Late. And then I had a part in, and I was the sales girl. And that's I why, knew that. I wrote that like, I wrote that scene based on this girl who worked at this shop on 3rd Street in Beverly Hills. But um, when that was going on, they were friends. You know, they're always friends. Uh, Keenan and his wife, they're no longer together, but they have five kids. One of their kids was uh, Jaden's age. So they were very close to Will and Jada at that time. And um, this is when they were would match on the red carpet. Mm -hmm. Now they had a couple kids. They could not be cuter. They were what they were the <clears throat> definition of couple goals that we talk right. about now. And I've said this. I'm like, this couple goals thing, don't ever say couple goals for me. I think it's a lot of pressure for the couple. I agree. And I think there was, and I remember um, when Tom Cruise and um, Nicole Kidman broke up, mm -hmm. I said, like, with all these guys writing, I go, well, if Jada and Will break up, the world's going to lose their mind. And he right. goes, oh, my God, no, we won't be able to, you know, with, we won't be able to hold it. It's like Barack and, you know, Michelle breaking Michelle, up. right. We can't handle it. And so I think a, a lot of it is they probably, in my opinion, they probably, had they not been on this pedestal, yeah. I think they probably would have broken up maybe like 
eight years ago, you know? No, that's and a good, good call. When Once their kids were like teenagers or kind of, and they just were not feeling each other and they were on different paths and they've been fighting. I mean, she said, I cried for 40 days one time. And someone who cries for 40 days, if you're not getting you a gotta divorce, make a change. you should be going through divorce. You yeah. got to make a change. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm so I like I'm very much on the same page as you with that whole situation. I haven't stopped thinking about it. I think it's the craziest thing of all time, and I'm very much looking forward to hearing what Chris Rock has to say because we've heard from a lot of people, but we haven't heard from him. Right. Oh, I have a question for you. Speaking yeah. of just this is, have you seen that people believe that Kanye, who said I'm going away to get some help, is really with the Cheney girl at that beautiful resort in Utah, Amangiri? Yes. I did not hear that. Oh. I, well, I don't know. I follow some weird accounts. And I don't know if someone's <laughs> creating this story or if it's really if it's really her posting stories where oh she's God. like, oh, it's my vacation. And she's I probably don't know. feeding into it. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, oh, that's, that's not so that's funny. a beautiful resort, but that's not Stunning. therapy. Going with a girlfriend is not getting mental health therapy. No, 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 it's not. But I am glad that he has finally quieted down and is yeah. seeking some sort of help. Um, okay, so I think it's time we should dive into the fast, stories, fast Five stories. They're really good today, and they're covering a wide range of topics. So without further ado, let's dive into the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Today's episode is brought to you by Relief Band. Nothing in the world is more annoying than being nauseous. I get it from migraines. I get it from hangovers. When Jackie was pregnant, she had a lot of morning sickness. And one out of three Americans regularly suffer from nausea. And you've got to check out Relief Band if you do. It is the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting that's associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. How it works is Relief Band will stimulate a nerve in the wrist that travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea. Then it blocks the signal your brain is sending to your stomach that is telling you you are sick. It's just like the name says, it legitimately relieves nausea and you change the intensity depending on how you are feeling to make it either stronger or weaker. For me, when I wake up with a hangover or, or I have a really bad migraine, I'll get extremely nauseous and popping on a relief band will immediately and effectively relieve nausea. And there's just nothing better than that. It also doesn't make you drowsy, which is a huge bonus. It's 100% drug-free, non-drowsy, provides all-natural, long-lasting relief with zero side effects for as long as you need. And they just released their newest model, which is the Relief Band Sport, that is waterproof. It has an extended battery life, and you can attach it to your Apple or Android watch. Don't let the fear of nausea prevent you from being present in life's important moments. Right now, you can join the over 100,000 Relief Band users with an exclusive offer just for Morning Toast listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use the promo code TOAST, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping and a no questions asked 30-day money back guarantee. Remember, it's better to have Relief Band and not need it than to need it and not have it. So head to reliefband, R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com. Use the promo code TOAST for 20% off plus free shipping. You will not regret it. Today's episode is also brought to you by Roderm. So personally, I love the look of false lashes, but I don't really like how tricky they can be to apply, how messy the glue can be. It's just not a premium experience, and they're just too much of a hassle. And you guys know, I accidentally singed off some of my eyelashes in a fire pit in Utah once, and they just have never been the same. And that's why I'm really excited about today's sponsor, Roderm. They offer access to clinically proven eyelash growth serum for people who want longer, thicker, darker lashes. If the treatment is right for you, you can get it prescribed online and delivered. It's super easy. The results speak volumes. In a 16-week clinical trial, eyelashes were grown by 25% in length, 106% in fullness, and 18% in darkness. To get your prescription eyelash growth serum, all you have to do is complete a free online visit and answer standard questions about your eye health and medical history. After you submit, a Roderm affiliated healthcare provider will get back to you within 48 hours. If you're prescribed, your serum will be delivered to your door with free two-day shipping. So there's no need for in-person appointments, which are just the worst. And right now, if you're subscribed, new members will receive 10% off the eyelash growth serum from Roderm when you go to roderm.com forward slash toast. That's R-O-D-E-R-M.com slash toast. Shipping is free. You'll get free and unlimited follow-ups with your healthcare provider to support you throughout your journey of eyelash growth. Roderm.com forward slash toast. Okay, first up is the J-Lo and Ben Affleck of it all. Obviously, we know that they're engaged, but now we're getting some more information because J-Lo decided to announce it in like a really weird, thirsty, kind of like Patreon-esque way. And <laughs> I heard what you said about this yesterday. I said the same thing on my show Tuesday. I was yeah. like, when I saw that it was 
like to collect emails. <laughs> Remember when like stand-ups were doing this thing, like Whitney Cummings was doing it, all these people, even Burke Kreischer, hey, text me. They're text still doing me. it. People are still doing it. So what is that? They, they it's just a get way, a lump sum of money, or what is it? No, it's just a way of collecting data on all your fans so that when you have, like, merch coming out or a show coming up, you have, like, a direct access. Because email marketing is, like, a little old school. People are very much, like, mobile friendly now. So the texting thing is, like, oh, great, now I have the phone numbers of... 10,000 of my fans and I have to sell out a show let me send out a text message to those phone numbers that live in Arizona you know I feel like that went away though like there was a little moment where everybody was doing it and then and they would write back these texts like haha and hey girl and yeah. I'm like what the hell is this but no and sometimes if you go on like a creator's Instagram in their bio it'll be like 917 blah, blah, blah. text yeah. me right so I don't know, but JLo was very much on that train when she announced her engagement. And it was so murky and like borderline <laughs> mysterious that we didn't even get any information. Like it was so weird. But then yesterday I did subscribe to her newsletter. So I was one of the first people to get the information. Um, we got some new some new details about the whole thing. Yes. She's letting fans know um, in her newsletter that she is talking about her second chance at true love. She said, did you ever imagine your biggest dream could come true? Saturday night, while at my favorite place on earth, in the bubble bath, my beautiful love got on one knee and proposed. I was taken totally off guard and just looked in his eyes, smiling and crying at the same time, trying hard to get my head around the fact that after 20 years, this was happening all over again. I was quite literally speechless, and he said, is that a yes? I said, yes, of course, that's a yes. Feels like Teresa Judice wrote this. I don't know why. I'm just seeing her and Louie, like, doing this in the bath. And then I put on my J-Lo glow serum. <laughs> and I was so glowy. I didn't need any makeup. Right. Next to my Jolly Rancher apple-flavored uh, green ring. While listening to my new song. Yes. Yes, of course. It was very weird and very not A-list. And J-Lo is A-list. Well, I mean... I was thinking about all the engagements. The only one she wasn't engaged to was Casper. Remember Casper? And I think that truly was for the best. Oh, definitely, definitely. Because <laughs> remember, he was always like seen coming in and out of like old-fashioned like um, porn shops and stuff. And he just was not of the caliber that a J Lo type needs. No, definitely not. But she had the A Rod was a you know a beautifully shot situation on a beach mm -hmm. and. I don't remember how Mark Anthony went down, but like, and of course we remember the pink diamond the first time with JLo, right. you know, when they were, that was during the time where she was slicking back his hair and they were buying a Bentley every other day and going shopping. And uh, so I think the fact that they did it that way, like privately, even though then she, you know, talked, wrote about it after and it wasn't a big splash. It wasn't in front of an arena or an award show. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool, you know. I agree, for sure. They're adults, they have kids, and um, I love a second time around thing because, especially with her, like, if you see your old boyfriend from 20 years ago, to be able to go, oh, and by the way, my body is better than it was 20 years ago. Who has that opportunity except for J-Lo? No, it's not fair. She's more stunning, more successful, more famous, more everything of the sort. Probably and better in the sack. More 100%. Yeah. No, it's not fair. It's not fair. I've always been really hot for Ben Affleck. He is completely my type. Yes, but, you know, the way he, like, sprinted away from J-Lo straight into Jennifer Garner, like, was definitely hurtful for J-Lo. But I really was loving that moment for him, like, being a family man. Their daughter's name is Serafina after my favorite restaurant. Like, I love that. And then he went through this, like, really messy couple of years yes. with the SNL writer and the, and, and the Jack in a Box runs. Yeah, oh, yeah. right, right. Yeah. And so for a while I was like, this is America's sweetheart. Now he's mm. definitely working back towards where he once was. And I think J-Lo has definitely helped. Yeah. And I mean, it's a challenge to to marry someone that's in recovery. But I yeah. mean, she's a great match in that she literally has one glass of champagne a year, if that. Yeah. And so, like, she doesn't need it or miss it. However, I do remember seeing one photo of them, um, like, on a balcony in the beginning of them dating again. And, I mean, he, I think he still smokes. Cigarettes? Yes. I don't know I can't if he does or doesn't. I can't imagine wanting to put up with that. I know, the breath. 
and the tox and like the toxins going into your pores after right. She's Glow. so natural, right, yeah. right, right. But how um, many you know how many subscribers do you think she got for oh, her newsletter? I think she probably got. 892. 192,000 is my guess. Do you know? No, no, no. I was going to say about 100,000 because like... Oh, really? Maybe not. You're right. Maybe that much because even though I was curious, I was like, well, there's already articles written that they got engaged. So why do I need to go and, and see the thing and get all a bunch right. of emails sent to me every time there's like a sale? Because like she has 20 million followers. Obviously, 20 million people are not setting up for her dumbass right. on the JLo. And, you know, all the news reporting really spoiled it. Like, you didn't need yeah. the newsletter. Because when I got the people notification, I ran to her Instagram. And I'm like, what the fuck is on the JLo.com? And do you think, though, at this time, I mean, obviously she couldn't. It's If she's telling the truth, she didn't know when he was going to ask her. And it really was a surprise. I want to say to him, though, um, God Ben, could you have waited about a week and a half until after the Kardashians launched? I know. I mean, we really could have had a bigger splash. I know. You know, can I ask you a question? <laughs> yes. Do you struggle? Because, you know, you podcast quite a lot. So do we. And we get, you know, some backlash. Like, all we do is talk about the Kardashians, especially in the last month, because every day they've been giving us just something really juicy. Um, do you have a hard time sometimes finding things to talk about that aren't the Kardashians? Um, not, not really, but like, I do kind of want to like go through it quicker, like go through right. like each person. And I mean, I'm not going to report on the, you know, True's balloon display. You know what I mean? Like there's some yeah. things that are like interesting because they're a, a jumping off point of like talking about a, a bigger situation Topic. with a relationship or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, God, they really... They have really worked hard to get people to uh, newly subscribe to Hulu if they weren't subscribing already. I mean, totally. I, I would have to say, you know, like company company girl that Chris Jenner, you know, yep. really, really, it was like you will not regret this Hulu. Yeah, um, I thought it was kind of funny how like E News is at the premiere. Same. And, like, it's like your ex boyfriend at yes, your wedding. Yes, that's what I wrote. I go. Oh, like, you? I wrote. I wrote like it's your ex boyfriend coming to the wedding, and it's like yes. you want to be supportive, but come on, it's weird. Yeah, but I guess there's just nothing they can do because the same, if they're a pop culture thing, what are they not going to – 90% of their stories are Kardashians Kardashian. too, so they've just got to lick their wounds and move on. Yeah. You know, you have been in the podcasting game long before everyone else showed up, and I have actually two questions for you. The first is, like, what are your thoughts on, like, everyone, you know, getting a platform and then being like, I think I'll start a podcast? Um, for that, you know – now I just accept that everyone on earth will have a podcast. It'll be like an Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hey, you know, the technology is there. You may not make money at it, but if it's a way to journal or diary, like, oh, my God, I would have loved to have gone back when I was, you know, 22 and heard me do an episode about my crazy night the night before at USC. Right. Like, I would freaking love to have that kind of, like, you know, to Time archive capsule. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But um, I really think there are... I remember, okay, when Friends first came out and Friends was popular, I was, like, out auditioning for things. And there hmm. were so many copycat Friends shows. Yeah. There's Friends in, there was one, Friends in Alaska. There were Friends in, in San Francisco. And they would just kind of change up the combination. Maybe it wasn't six. Maybe it was five people. Maybe right. it was three girls and two guys. or three guys and two girls. It was, and none of them made it. None right. of the shows made it for except for Friends. So... I think that um, there are there is room for like micro influencers, just like there's micro podcasters. Mm -hmm. There's ways to get ads and make money, and um, but as far as like all these people that you and I used to interview, now all having their own podcasts, I just go, hey, good luck because yeah. when you're a writer or comedian or something, you can see what the top shows are because we are able to without a guest or without a big juicy interview. Yes do it and the thing is with everybody having their own podcast there is no interview to get they've That's already true. spilled it on their own show they've already gone on 25 different shows yeah so it's still fun to have those people yeah but you know once even with me once i i'm like okay i got that new housewife's life story then the next season comes around and i'm like Sometimes I hit it off with some people. I'm like, come on. We'll also talk about your opinion of other things. But other, most, lots of times I'm like, I already got the life story. I was the first one to get it. Yeah. I don't really care. You know, like, so that's kind of what I think about it. 
And then I guess the second half of that question is like you, I think maybe I'm wrong, but like your podcast is bigger than it's ever been. Like you are really like chart topping, staying relevant. You have a really, really strong audience. And might I add, they are just lovely, lovely people. Like just nice girls. I really like them. Yes. Um, and what, and I guess this is a question for me, like yeah. what advice or how do you maintain that re- relevancy? I assume it's just like you're extremely consistent. I definitely think um, the consistency is so important because it's just like when you have anything, your favorite thing in life, like, you know, if it all of a sudden it goes away or I understand sometimes people have to take a break and they right. should. I just treated it like... Um, kind of like when I produced Chelsea lately and we had like no weeks off. We would do like right. evergreen shows and plop them in and and other shows like a Jimmy Kimmel, they would go off for three months and things like that. And so for me, it's kind of hard because I'm like, oh my God, like I'm never going to allow myself to, you know, really take a real break. Right. Because even when you do these shows and you're on vacation and you still got to post that the show yep. was up and all that kind of stuff. But um, I just think... Um, I've just never run out of something to say, you know, yeah. and um, and I think, yeah, we, you've got to think about that, too. When you start a show, like, is is there enough to go for years? You know, yeah. even sometimes with some of these crime podcasts, I'm like, God, I mean, I, I've run out of stories that I haven't heard yet. Like, right. what, what do you and, you know, and there's only so many that are really juicy, yeah. you know, like just going to like your local police department. Oh, this guy was shot on the corner you're like that's terrible but this wasn't like a big conspiracy he wasn't sleeping right. with the shooter's wife <laughs> right, right, you know so i kind of like i don't know i know so I, I think, think about that a lot part too. of it yeah yeah today's episode is also brought to you by olive and june if you are unable to do your own nails at home like i was this is the brand for you olive and june makes it so easy and so affordable to do your nails at home with their manny system it breaks down to just two dollars a manicure which is just an unbeatable price especially in today's economy it's so easy to get salon worthy nails at home with olive and june their manny system gives you everything you need to just get the perfect at-home manicure you get up to six polishes and they've gorgeous polishes that last over seven days there's no chipping which is a huge problem for me they also have press-ons and i'm a press-on nail girly they look so real they last so long they have so many different sizes perfect for whatever size your nail bed is they're non-damaging and you can get a perfect manicure in less than 10 minutes so if you have been struggling with at-home manicures head over to oliveandjune.com tmt for 20 percent off your first mani system that's o-l-i-v-e a-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash T-M-T for 20% off your first Manny system. Um, okay, so another news story that's kind of sad, but then had like a weird twist. So obviously yesterday was reported that Gil- Gilbert Gottfried passed away, yes. which is so sad. But then his Twitter was hacked um, briefly after it was announced that he died. And it was really like creepy and super fucked up. So on Tuesday afternoon, the late star's bio was changed to hacked by at ye at archive on Instagram, an account that no longer exists on Instagram, and then followed by several bizarre tweets that were deleted but snagged by the Daily Mail, obviously, because the Daily Mail is always there for us. Um, and yeah. I just think this is like the most fucked up thing on the planet. It really is. I mean, it's he was, you know, a really funny guy. He was, I think he was 67. I wasn't aware he was sick. Right. But so um, at least it wasn't like a sudden thing for his family. But yeah, people are gross. People just want that little bit of fame, even if it's anonymous. Right. And at what cost? Like literally a man just died. Yeah, it's 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 amazing what how gross the world is, especially when it comes to stuff like that. Never ceases to amaze me. Here are some of the tweets. Um, They retweeted someone who wrote retweet if you eat. And then it's blurred out, but I think we can all imagine what that is. Um, I'm running a deal on my OnlyFans right now. Would mean the world if you subscribed. Drain gang, blade, fuck that. They say they can gang. Just like out of control content and not appropriate. Ugh. Terrible. You know what I also hate is, you know when you, have you, has this happened to you where you post something and the first five comments are like, I can't believe I could make so much money with Josie Smith's uh, financial services. And it's like the first, I'm always like, God yes. damn it. And that like, 
but I don't know. You know, people are desperate, and if this is what they do, but this this is really gross because this is a loved one, and this is right. And, and now, you know, this becomes a story instead of like right you know, remembering like a great a really man, nice, like funny, like guy with a very unique. Uh, persona and point of view and comedy so I agree like the lengths that this is just like for me like really telling of the lengths that people will go to to be relevant on social media whether it's positive or negative and yes there are all these weird like scam bot things especially on Instagram that are like oh my brother said I'm ugly tap my profile to tell me if I am like stop wait there was this one that I always get that's like you won't you want to go to the bathroom after you see my videos can you what? believe my latest video? Why do guys go into the bedroom after watching my videos? That's like my first comment after every post. <laughs> Mine, I'll always like scroll through and then I'll see one that's like, if I comment this, it'll get buried. So it doesn't matter. I'm gay. <laughs> but I don't think it's like a genuine coming out story. I think it's like clickbait. It is so weird. Instagram like really needs to do something about that. Yes. I've been commenting more now um, where I'm just like, well, sometimes I, that's when I got in trouble with the, not in trouble, but I, when I said something to Chrissy Teigen. But, like, now I used to not comment under other things, but now I'm just like, like, I saw that, like, Garcelle's book is coming out. Yes. You know? And she had all these, she did a compilation video of all these celebrity friends going, it's here, it's here, it's here. So then I just wrote out under it, I said, even though you didn't contact me to video, film myself saying it's here, I'm still happy about your book. I'm like, I've worked with you. I've interviewed you. Right. Why didn't you tell me? Ask to me say for a video. Yeah. yeah. And did you see that Erica and her obviously having some sort of something because Erica threw away her book and posted it on Instagram? I love it because what Erica doesn't realize is that really helped sell her book even more. I know. I was actually thinking, like, if you really hate Garcelle, then don't post that because people were like, oh, I didn't know Garcelle wrote a book. Can't wait to go check it out. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, what she should have like done moronic. is just been so- And also, I was disturbed, and I'm not, like, a freak. Like, I, I mean, I am good. At, I'm really good about, um, you know, recycling. But, like, that whatever trash can that was, I hope that it wasn't hers because it was – she had an old telephone in there. Yeah. You it can't was a do unique, that. It was a unique mixture of items, that big old telephone. Like, recycle it. Give it away. And then she had, like, a plastic bottle and a Red Bull. Like, that's not supposed to go in the same thing as, yeah. Right. And she lives in West Hollywood, where I feel like they're extremely strict about recycling. I mean, everybody is. They, get, they make it so easy for you. What's wrong? Not in Well, maybe I never had recycles. to do it when I was with Tom Girardi. <laughs> It's true. It's true. She never had to recycle her own trash before. Did you see her tweets last night? Oh, no. What did she do? Oh, my God. She was going crazy. About? Just She's just like, I'm bored. Who wants to write me? And then it was like, you know, a lot of like, you know, dick emojis and and wet things where people said, who are you dating or something? And she's like, like, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting plenty of this, but I'm still married. And it was really nasty stuff. But I have to say, she's pretty clever, like pretty quick with the sexual comebacks on the on the Twitter. Like, she's, yeah, she is. Yeah. I'm like, well, I, didn't I didn't think she that. was that bright. But and by the way, where do you stand now with the Erica Jane of it all? Like, do you think she now? I, I think she I mean, I think she's got to take some responsibility for it. But I also think that um I didn't. I don't think she like looked into it. I mean, there's Me so too. many women that, and especially in her situation. And then I think he was like, "Spend whatever you want," and she didn't ask. She didn't want to know. And Who would want to know? Think, and I, yeah. And then also, once she knew he was cheating, I mean, there's nothing worse than being 23 years younger than your husband or 27 years younger than your husband, hot as shit, getting plastic surgery every right. year. And he's this old, bald, waddling man, and he still wants to sleep with someone other than you. Right, like he's the one cheating on you. That's not how it's supposed to work. And I always think the fact that he cheated with a judge, it's like, you know, is no matter how many new boob jobs and eye lifts you get, you can't go to a plastic surgeon and get a better brain. So, like, 100%. he was cheating with a girl who was really smart. Yeah. And I just I, think she... that really pissed her off, and her, her revenge was... Not revenge, but just I'm going to spend even I'm going to be spending even more because I remember um, I had privy to like or maybe it's out there how in the beginning of their marriage, what her like American Express bill was. Mm -hmm. And it literally went from shopping at like BB to then like BCBG 
to then like Saks to then like going straight to the Louis Vuitton store. Right, right. And it was so it was just like, you know, she she's like that 30 year old girl that gets a rich boyfriend. She's like, I can buy these little brown BB kitten heels, you know, like. <laughs> Like, the girl, yes. the girl, like, oh, my God, you're going to buy me a bottle of shampoo? And then realizes, no, I can spend a lot more than this. I can get right. this Cartier, you Let's know, take it Jaguar. And even, like, someone who works for their money would be like, I'm not going to buy my diamonds at Tiffany's. I'm right. going to go to a really great jeweler right. and, like, get, you know, and so it's Same like, quality. Yeah, because it's same quality, but even for better. I'm not going to do this labely thing, but for her it was like, I want to flash to the world that I'm so rich. And then when she realized that he, you know, that they weren't even. And I, I heard that, like, there were times where, you know, um, she wanted her divorce or he wanted a divorce. And she was like, it'll cost you so much more to divorce me mm-hmm. than if you just let me spend whatever I want becoming this, you know, fake pop star. Right. And the, being the pop star costs so much money. I mean, she did not make any money. No. Performing until... Uh, until Housewives. Right. And yeah. I think she said she was spending 40 grand a month on just hair and makeup. That's just glam. That's not getting all the guys hotel right. rooms. Wardrobe. And flying them so that you can do like gay pride in Dallas. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and for what? You know? For what? For what? You, you're telling me you're making money off of those iTunes downloads? No, you no. won't. No. No, yeah. music is a tough business. So I don't know. I don't know what will happen. I think, um, I mean, I think she'll she'll continue to have fans sell her hair extensions, be on the show, and be able to survive that way, even if she has nothing really to show from the 20 years of being with Tom Girardi in the end. Totally. And you know what? Speaking of divorce, that's a great segue into our third story, which is really juicy. Julia Hart, who obviously we all know from My Unorthodox Life, allegedly wired $50,000 of company money to hire her divorce lawyer. So Page Six obviously has the exclusive that the My Unorthodox Life star was fired from her role as CEO of Elite World Group in February amid her nasty divorce with the owner of Elite World Group, Silvio. And I like how they left that out of the show, you know, like she was a self-made woman, but her husband ran the company. It was very, yeah. So now Page Six has documentation showing that Julia's assistant used funds from E1972, which is Elite World's group made-to-measure clothing brand. She used money to pay for a retainer for a divorce attorney at Miller Ziderman LLP, and it is unclear whether Julia Hart reimbursed the company for the $50,000. The email that Page Six had has her assistant saying, Please see the signed retainer attached. I will need an invoice for the $50,000. This will be coming from E1972, Inc. So um, I don't know if they planned on reimbursing, but if they didn't, this assistant is one of the worst criminal cover-ups of all time. She literally wrote an email saying exactly the crime she's committing. Well, I mean, I almost think that makes Julia look better. That That it was her assistant? That that, that they were being honest about it. Like, I need an attorney. And if I don't have $50,000 in a personal account, and and this is a company I, I think that one, the made to order was one that she created with under the, the thing of the- The umbrella, yeah. Yes. So, um, I mean, I don't think that's that bad. I mean, the thing is, whether you're really, really rich or you're, uh, you know, and you have your own business or you're the housewife that wants to leave the husband. I mean, when women are, are with a guy and they want to leave, um, they have to start stipending money for months and months and yeah. months. They, you know, have to blindside them. They go and and d- pay for the kids' school for the year on the joint account. They, right. you know, so that they're not screwed. So, I mean, it happens even when you're really wealthy. And it's so, so, I don't true. think fifty thousand is the worst. The eight fifty that he's saying she also took from the company. I don't really know about that, but. Um, I don't, you know, I, look, it, it's a, a very interesting story. I've hung out with her a number, on a number of occasions. No way. What's she like? Tiny. It's interesting because she's, she doesn't know a lot about the world because she was living in this place oh. where she didn't watch TV or anything. Right, right. So if I would just mention something like, oh, remember when Julie Roberts was engaged to, um, who was the country guy that everyone thought was so ugly? Kenny Chesney? No, no, that was a, a Renee, Renee Zellweger. Zellweger. Yeah, but that's even too far back. But if I just said anything like something like, a like in pop culture from like twelve years ago, she doesn't 
she doesn't know. And I go, did you ever watch that show, um, Kimmy Schmidt or whatever? And she goes, she, I was I'm, just going to say she's a mole woman. And she said, I saw a little of it. And honestly, it was too disturbing for me mm. because she's like, I really didn't like get to do all these things. And I, my question was always just like, I just, okay. So you're, you're wearing, you know, the, the conservative clothes, you're making your own matzo ball soup. You're raising these kids. You're living like a, you know, still like you're in a nice house. You're not right. like a, and then all of a sudden you create a company and then are traveling as an executive and sell it to this other company and like fall in love with this guy and get married. And, and one of my questions that I had for her when I interviewed her, I was like, I just, when you go from like, you know, being very humble in a lot of ways with your clothes and stuff, how do you just feel comfortable buying Chanel underwear right. within like eight years, even if you have the money? Mm -hmm. And she just was like, well, it's my money. I made the money too. And I was like, okay, you know, I, I'm like, I'm literally asking when someone, how do you change your mind about money so quickly? Because no, and by me, the way, I think hard. you're asking something like a lot of people, for me, like what I took away from the show was like, I didn't really feel like they did a good job explaining how she got from point A to point B. Yeah. And, and that's because the show did it fail to mention that the man she was living with and married to owned the company. Because it's very difficult to become the CEO of a Fortune 500 company when you don't have a master's degree or – and just selling your shoe company to a big conglomerate. Like, it just – I didn't understand the path and how she got from A to B. So I think a question like that is extremely fair. Well, when I was talking to her, um, I did an interview with her, and then we hung out on, like, two other occasions. But she just would say, it's in the book. It's in the book. The book oh, is oh. – yeah, the book is not She's what a saleswoman. On Netflix. Got it, got it. So and I believe I think, that. I think if people are really curious, I think if they read the book, they're they're hopefully will get the answers or we'll start to get reviews that, you know. Um, but she's just, she's very sweet. She's very, very petite and tiny. And we went tiny. to the Gucci fashion show. She invited me to the Gucci fashion show in LA. Did you go? Yes. Oh, fun. Very, very weird. I've never been to anything like that. Yeah. And, um, like, I'm just very fascinated by, like, uh, models trying to make themselves ugly today. I, I yeah. don't get that. I come from, like, you Supermodel. know, the Cindy Crawford times where, you know, only the most beautiful people, you know, and, like, and, and some of these people are beautiful, but they'll have them, like. Make them ugly. Yeah, make them ugly. Yeah. Makeup's ugly. The outfits are ugly. I So there so was a lot of that. Like, it was a How lot of terrifying things. But it was a cool experience. Oh, I love that for you. What did you wear? I I just wore like an Alice and Olivia. What did I wear? Alice and Olivia dress and cute like jacket that was like embroidered and stuff, and some you know boots. And I I mean I don't have Gucci clothes. I did bring a Who Gucci does? bag, but I don't yeah, have of a course. Gucci. Yeah, I'm not Dorit. You know. No, right? Who has Gucci clothes? Like that's insane. I know. So it's time to ditch the chemicals with Caraway's non-toxic home cookware and bakeware collections so you can make healthier cooking a piece of cake. Their non-toxic kitchenware from Caraway are all designed for the modern home and they feature a chemical-free ceramic coating so food can be prepared with peace of mind that no hard-to-pronounce compound will leach into your healthy ingredients. The colors are also stunning. So I have the cookware set. So it's a modern and chemical-free iteration of the traditional 16-piece set. Comes with a fry pan, a saute pan, a saucepan, and a Dutch oven, which is really all you need. They also have a bakeware set. It's an assortment of non-toxic baking essentials that every modern kitchen needs so you can get to baking goods without any of the bads. They're really, really gorgeous. They store really well. They have this great stacking system. So if you visit carawayhome.com slash toast, you can take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. The deal is exclusive to our listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash toast or just use the code toast at checkout. Caraway, it's non-toxic cookware made modern. Um, okay, moving on. Haley Bieber is like having such a hard time. She's begging people on social media just to leave her alone. She posted a video on TikTok on Tuesday. Basically, she didn't say outright, but it appears as though she's addressing like the Jelena fans, people who are still holding out hope for Justin Bieber and Selena, or as I like to call them, fucking losers. And she just wrote, she's talking to the camera and she says, this is for you guys in my comments every single time I post. Enough time has gone by. I'm minding my business. I don't do anything. I don't say anything. Leave me alone, please. I beg of you, truly, that's my only request. Be miserable somewhere else, please. Um, 
I have spoken like at length about how like there are people who wake up every day and choose to to daydream about Justin and Selena getting back together and those people are such losers and anytime you know Haley posts on social media the comments are like Selena would never do this and then she gets paparazzi and the paparazzi are like Selena what do you think about Selena it's like leave this bitch alone like she's been married for almost four years like can she get some peace well the, the fact that you say it's Selena Gomez I now have a whole different perspective okay I mean that's what page six thinks it's about and that's what I assumed well, it was about because, too because um I once did some t- I just I remember I I was at the grocery store and I saw something Selena's best friend or something this girl has her best friend and I'm like wait didn't she get a kidney Francia Raisa from her best friend yes and they don't talk anymore this is not the girl that was featured in the magazine as being her best friend so I said Oh, so she's got a new best friend. What about the girl that gave... And I'm always, like, obsessed with, like... I remember, like, George Lopez, the comedian, his wife gave him a kidney, but then he, they still got divorced. Wanted it. And did she want it back in the divorce? I mean, I just think it's, like, a, <laughs> such a, a, a thing I to agree. ask someone for and to receive. And I used to joke, like, God, do you imagine if you if you did receive the kidney from someone and then you're like, hey, can you pick me up for the airport? And they're like, oh my God, I can't. It's like, it's fine. I only gave you your life. It's fine. No, literally. Like, I'll, I'll get in an Uber. Don't want to inconvenience you. <laughs> like, it's just going to be like the forever thing that you owe this person for. So yeah. I just like made a little joke about it. When did I you put say? it on TikTok and it went insane. Oh. And I literally like was terrified. I took it down. And then about a week after, two weeks after, every time I posted anything, it was all these Selena Gomez fans with snakes Accounts. and keep Selena's name out of your mouth. And then when I really, and I was like, first I was looking at it, I was like, God, these Selena teenagers, don't they have like an honors paper to write or something? Why do they have time to do right. this? And then I realized, no, I think they're all bots. I don't know if she's in charge of it. I don't know if her PR company's in charge of it. But there is no way these were all actual individual people writing me over right, and over there and over again. There aren't that many losers in the world. There like, really aren't. There are and lot. I had to like block every single one. And, every, and I was looking oh at them. And that's when I realized that like if you say anything negative about her or somebody else in pop culture, it's like, I don't know if someone runs it, if she's aware of it, but they it's an automatic ascend. onslaught to make you shut up. And they did. They shut me up. Yeah. I mean, well, I I won't ever post about Selena Gomez. I will keep her name out of my mouth, except when I'm talking to you <laughs> on Morning Toast. But I will never post about her again. So it's like it's the same kind of like mafia mentality, right? Of like I don't want to fuck with that, you know. So, but see, my, and I have to say, like I was a Selena hater for many years, and what, I've admitted yeah. recently that like I've recently fallen in love with Selena Gomez. I think her makeup is incredible. I have it all literally right here. I think she was amazing in Only Murders in the Building, and I've recently become like a really big fan of hers. But I think I would be remiss not to mention the fact that she doesn't talk to the girl who gave her a kidney is extremely bizarre. Well, these these Selena fans tried to explain that they're good, they're fine. Why are you talking about it, you old woman? <laughs> You know, so I think that, um, so I don't know, like, why, who these people are, whether she's in charge of it, whether she's not in charge of it. Um, I think she's really talented and beautiful, too. I mean, it doesn't make yeah. any sense when she and Justin Bieber have been married for all these years. So, it, yeah, I really, like I said, I really don't know why people do it. But I also think that I know it's hard because people in this day, they can't give up their social media. And it is disturbing when you see all these awful comments and they're the first, you know, 100. But um, I guess maybe it's okay that she brings it up, Haley Bieber, just so people know that, like, it is kind of a shitty thing to wake up to. Like, even though you're waking up to, like, Justin Bieber in a beautiful house and, you know, a cute dog. It's like, it's still not a great morning. It's still not a great morning for you, you know, so... And, you know, these, whether they're bots or human beings, like, they idolize Justin. And honestly, like, if I was Haley, I would be like, bitch, get your fucking ass up and work. Like, go on social media and tell people to leave me alone. Like, it's she's out here fending for herself when really at the end of the day, the only person they actually might listen to is Justin. What she should have done is she should have said, you know, it's I was reading these awful comments with snake emojis and all this stuff. And that's when I had my mini stroke. And then make them all feel really guilty that they caused it. Yeah. 
we live in such a fucked up day and age like no one would care yeah (laughs) that would do nothing yeah it would do nothing um our fifth and final story is a little plastic surgery news because you know I love we it. We love some good filler. And Simon Cowell has removed all the face fillers from his face after he, quote, went too far. So he did a sit-down interview with The Sun, and he basically said, there was a stage where I might have gone a bit too far. I saw a picture of me from before the other day, and I didn't recognize it as me at all. Enough is enough. Now there is zero filler in my face. And there was a phase where everyone was having their faces pumped full of this and the other. But actually, for me now, a lot of it comes down to healthy eating and drinking tons of water. The only good thing of getting older is you have a lot of experience. And it's not always about the things you did well. It's also about the things you didn't. He also goes on to say, like, his kid was, like, freaked out um, (laughs) when he saw his face because it was, like, so full. And people have been, like, posting pictures for years of Simon Cowell, like, his face looking different, being mean to him. Um... And I just want to say normalize getting filler and normalize changing your mind and getting them taken out. I, I mean, I love that he's being so honest. We, we're a family that watches America's Got Talent. So we were there when he was normal. And then we were there mm-hmm. when he looked like he put on a mask. And <laughs> I think it's and I think people people shouldn't be so harsh on people because even the best doctors, you know, and often what, what happens, especially with like people that are not huge stars, like a you know, a social influencer or a reality star is they go and then someone is like, come into my office. You want free Botox? And then they mm-hmm. get free Botox. And maybe they just got their lips done like four months ago. And they're like, while I'm here, do you want a little bit more? And you really don't have to refill filler as much as, as a Botox situation. And that's right. what happens. That's when people start getting the enormous cheeks and the lips and they start to look weird. And let me just tell anyone that's thinking about this because I have had it happen. Um, when you have the filler removed, it is so incredibly painful, like way more painful than putting it in. So just, just like be very careful with it and, and really think about like, I mean, it's amazing how much people can change their faces with like a new jawline and cheekbones and it's so beyond, but just know once you kind of start that, like, is that something you want to keep up. It's like the same time where people are like, you know what? I got rid of my highlights. It just was too much. I just, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, or nails or whatever. Like it's a big expense. And then, um, but what's good about filler is like, you can get filler and go like two years and it's gone and nobody notices it, providing you do it right. No one knows that it's gone now. And so um, I can, I just see how it can happen, especially with stars. And it's just like when, like I was in high school, people were into going to tanning salons. Mm-hmm. And they'd get their, and then, but it was, we'd call it tanorexia. And yeah. they looked in the mirror and they still saw a pale person. They did not Ooh. see, so they kept getting tanner and tanner. And I think that happens a lot with plastic surgery. Yeah. And I think also with plastic surgery, like people change their mind, trends change, things go in and out of style. So, like, I don't know, sometimes I look back, I don't get a ton of plastic surgery, but I get filler in my lips. And I was say, I, your lips look really good. Thank you so much. I'm at a good place now. But in order to get to this place, I had to go more. I had to go less. And I'll see pictures. And I'm like, oh, my God, I look fucking crazy. But I thought I looked good in the moment. And it is what it is. It's a slippery slope, though, for sure. I I, I definitely think it is. And I think it's also what I like about filler and stuff is that it is kind of a trend. And oh, but what I do want to warn the young girls about, because um, is what do we call it? Annie. Annie works with me. The way they take out the fat in your cheek. Uh, Buckle fat removal. Have you heard of this? Gotta try it. No, you don't. Um, no, you do not. Okay? okay. From someone who has, I've never had cheek filler or anything. I've always had this kind of like fuller face. Yeah. And now that I'm old, it's really served me well. But what I've heard is like a Bella Hadid allegedly got this taken down so that she had and then filled the cheekbones got it and then you know along with the nose and a lip and a a fox eye and this and that Mm -hmm. it looks absolutely stunning but now she looks like she's 40 and you're not going to be able to get that fat back so it's like i definitely don't think people should get if you have a little baby round face just love it Yes. And you have a nice little baby round face and you need to love well, you it know because what? it will it will serve you well as you continue on. You look beautiful now, but you will Thank you'll you. be that girl that looks young at 45. Do you know what I did do though? Like a couple of years ago, I had like fat um 
taken out of my neck because I had like a big double chin. Um, and it was the most glorious thing I ever did. No, it was the, incredibly painful. The chin thing or the, uh, what do you call the shots that they do? Kybella. I don't know if that works that well, but no, I wouldn't advise against and all that I think is great. That's what I did. I did chin lipo and I went in for Kybella and my plastic surgeon who was featured on the Real Housewives of New York. Yes. Um, she basically said she does not recommend Kybella. It is incredibly painful and there's like a 50% success rate. Mm-hmm. So it's like to go through all that for 50-50, fuck no. And and then when you um, do it, you can't go out for like a month. You look You're like huge. you have a um, like Thyroid. a, like a, a a troll face like a, not a troll, yeah. a, a toad a toad yes yeah. yes 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 like a big turkey neck yeah i don't recommend kybella um but i did love my life i journey. also heard gotta get i also again. heard threading doesn't work okay so a lot of people are into threading and i have seen so many videos of people who had threading gone wrong threading is basically they put threads in your face like under your skin and pull your face back so it's like a outpatient like uh facelift kind of they're so dangerous. Like, there's so many people I've seen who've had it, like, done incorrectly. Yeah. So, I mean, all those things, like, yeah, yeah just be careful with it. And yeah. Don't, and also, I don't I just think some people don't start so young because it's just. I you, agree. You can look, and you can be 26, and you can look like a 42-year-old mom with work done. Like, it's, you know, there is, true. like, a youthfulness about a 27-year-old face that you want to hang on to. I agree. I agree. Um, Heather, I literally would take a bullet for you. Thank you so much for coming (laughs) on. I really don't want you to. (laughs) No, but like I would. Um, Thank you so much for coming on. Everyone, if you don't, I'm sure you already do. Check out Heather's podcast, Juicy Scoop. How many episodes do you drop every week? Um, Every Tuesday and Thursday and then a Patreon on Friday and more. Yeah. Yes, we love a Patreon queen. Yes. So check out Juicy Scoop. Follow Heather on Instagram. She's unhinged in the best possible way thank you so much for being here thank you guys for listening to the morning toast and i will see you tomorrow in studio with joey camasta goodbye thank you